What is good, everybody? It's your boy Sermon Obed here once again, bringing you another fantastic episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to be back in action. Obed, what's going on? Well, homie, good to see you as always. Fantastic, sir. Doing well, doing well. Living the dream. It's another beautiful uh, fall evening out here. Getting into the deep October, almost Halloween. I know, right? Right. I hope you're not going to um, oh, cha- change your name to Obey, like your boy Kanye over here. I don't know, because, dude, people are just... Dude, this is new Kanye. I'm done with him. I'm sorry. I know that's kind of I brought that out of nowhere, but dude, I just had to bring that up. So <laughs> we do on the show. So we do yeah, on the show. Yeah, he, the artist formerly known as Kanye, is now known as <laughs> Yay. Dude, I I can't even begin to talk about this fool. Anyway, let- <laughs> oh, oh Yay, a little faith. <laughs> oh, got him. Put him. Put him. Got him. He's, he's here all week, folks. He's here all Hi-o. week. Hey. <laughs> Let's get into it, Obed. Um, want to start off this week? As we always, you know, we're gonna get into football later on. I want to start off this week talking about the NBA. The NBA season for 2021 officially kicked off last night. Um, first first matchup was the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Of course, this is without Kyrie Irving. Milwaukee looked straight dominant the entire way. I believe they led the entire game. There wasn't a point at any point that the Nets led at all. They still played well. Kevin Durant did well. He, he dropped 32 and 11. Um, Harden struggled in the second half, very much so. <clears throat> Got some help off the bench from from Patty Mills, who came over from San Antonio. He was seven for seven from three point land, which is great uh, production from the bench. But without Kyrie, I'm not sure what this Brooklyn Nets team is going to really look like down the stretch. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. I, I just think that it's less a question of like what does Kyrie do for them versus like what is anybody else on the team doing. What is Lamarca Jaldridge doing, right? Like, what, where, where, where are these the young guys that were drafted that you're bringing onto the roster that you're bringing up? Like, where, where is the rest of the depth? Because they didn't lose this game because of the starting five. They lost this game because the Bucks actually have depth. You get 20 points, 16 points, excuse me, 20 points, 15 points off the bench. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the point differential there helps, right? Like, right, you know, right. some some guy might only have three points. He might have hit a big big time three. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I think the problem is that they don't have a complete roster. Like this is the 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 juxtaposition of oh, everybody's got to have a super team or got to have a big three. Even those teams with a big three, you have to have depth. People are talking about how the the Celtics are the reason that we have these super teams now. Like they still had uh, Big Baby Davis. You know what I mean? They still had other guys who could uh, who could play, who could pro- provide support, who could keep things up while you guys were taking your rest through parts of the second quarter, parts of the third quarter. You know? Yeah, it's it's to me, it's a little bit of both, dude. To be honest, look 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 at me looking at the Brooklyn Nets starting like Blake Griffin in twenty three minutes only had six points. You know, Joe Harris wasn't wasn't his form wasn't there. Although he did hit three of his five threes, he only had nine. You know, and like you you mentioned, Lamarcus Aldridge having one point in sixteen minutes. You know, they just didn't get that production, and that's where Kyrie Irving, no matter what you're going to say about him, he can play ball. That's it. From a basketball standpoint, he's an elite point guard in this league, and they're going to need him down the stretch for sure. But on the other side, Milwaukee, they look poised. They look together. They play well. Um, Giannis dropped 32 and 14. Middleton added 20, uh, you know, but Brooklyn is definitely going to have some struggles. 
um, for sure if Kyrie is not there. Because everyone thinks they're, they're going to come out of the East. But again, I, I even I myself I said it included. But if without Kyrie, it's going to be Milwaukee again. Milwaukee can definitely come out of the East once again if Kyrie Irving is not there for the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn would have won this matchup in the playoffs last year if Kyrie hadn't gotten hurt. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? Well, I can't say a fact, but you know, this, there's no way I, I think Milwaukee wins this matchup if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt in last year, last year in the, in the playoffs, yeah. you know, it comes down to, it comes down to a big toe at the end of the day, it comes down to Kevin Durant's big toe. You know, he takes that shot from half an inch, mm. uh, you know, farther back. Right. We're, we don't have this conversation. Obviously right. the game doesn't go to can, overtime. Right. They, right. Right. Yeah. He can, he can, he can, they can win games without Kyrie. It's mm. just harder to do. You're going to need the Durantula. The Durantula can do that. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't think it's a question of, of uh, Kyrie. They'll be fine without him. Somebody else needs to step up. Just one other guy. Pat Mills is ready to go. One other guy. I thought it would be LaMarcus Aldridge. All he had to do was come out here and get 10 points. This is a LaMarcus, right. And no, no, you're right. I mean, this is LaMarcus Aldridge who took off most of last season because he retired because of a heart ailment. And now he's yeah. got cleared by the doctors to come back. So he's, he should be in, in he should be healthy. One of the healthiest guys. You right? know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, he should be good to go. But yeah, you know, he didn't perform. He didn't really do much in this game either. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not saying there is a place to worry right now. Like I said, because they're not fully loaded yet. Kyrie's not there. But once Kyrie comes back, if he comes back, it'll be a different team, of course. You know, um, the other game from last night I want to talk about was, called, of course, the Golden State Warriors getting that victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. This is the new look Lakers with... Westbrook and uh, Carmelo and everyone and, and company, they did not look like the team I thought they would be off the, all, out of the gate. Um, they, I'll say that well, they they let it. They even though they did lead after both after the first the, after the first two quarters, excuse me, but down the stretch they didn't play well. Westbrook had a rough rough game, shooting four of thirteen, including zero for four from the three-point line and Carmelo came off the bench which is which is I think is not a bad place for Carmelo to come off of some are even saying Westbrook should come off the bench with that second team which I think is just absolutely crazy but Melo coming off the bench I think is a great look for them but Westbrook did, did not look like Westbrook he did not play like he should normally play now I think they're going to give him some time it obviously takes time to get that chemistry going look what happened in LeBron's first year in Miami they would start the season like eight and nine you know with that big three there. So it takes, it takes time. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't expect them to start the season, like, you know, 15 and one or something crazy like that with a loaded team, but this team has got to work through Anthony Davis. And I think they did, you know, he dropped 33 and 11, LeBron dropped 34 and 11 as well. But at some point in time, you know, there has to be a cohesive unit because at one point I, which I, which I what didn't like what Frank Vogel did at one point was having both Westbrook and, Rajon Rondo in the lineup at the same time. One of them should be playing at the point, but not both of them should be playing at the same time. You, you know, if you have Rondo in the game at running the point, once the Russ Book's going to, if and then he, he turns it automatically into a shooting guard, but he's, if he's not shooting the ball well, then you can't have him there. If you have Westbrook in the game, then Rondo doesn't get the minutes and he needs to play, you know? Yeah. So, what was your thought on the game? Because I know you want to talk about your your your, your Warriors too. <laughs> oh man, I can be the resident Warrior stand. No, <laughs> this Lakers, you know, looked. I think they looked exactly how I thought they were going to look. I don't know what Westbrook has in the tank. He's just gone through a terrible stint in Washington, where 
He, you know, was doing his best to be a scorer, but still play within the confines of the game, which I think is now a problem for him because of the, the last few years that he had at OKC where they were just force feeding him the rock. Like he shouldn't have been the MVP on those numbers because they were continually force feeding him the rock. You know, it's the same thing with James Harden, continually force feeding him the rock. So when you remove those people from those kind of teams where they have to come and play within the confines, you're just like, oh, the, it's hard for them to get a rhythm. It's hard for them because like you're not touching the ball as often. Um, that being said, even though it was only holy, he, you know, 35 minutes is a lot of minutes. 13 shots is a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and just to be to only hit four and no threes. I mean, on your, on your first opportunity out here, like this is the reason they went and got him right. Right, right. There was, this is the same issue that uh, Brooklyn's having stars, big names, Mm -hmm. no depth, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I agree with you. I think you bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench is just going to start the sour negativity that became him coming off the bench in Houston and all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's definitely not going to happen. He's not going to go for that at all for sure. I mean, but but I mean, look what LeBron did in 37 minutes, shooting the ball 23 times, you know, um, but it's, I'm sorry, I didn't want to just jump. Just no, jump no, in no, there. no, you're fine. I, but, I think, yeah. you know, it's, you know, Westbrook look kind of passive, you know, not so aggressive as his normal self, yeah. but he yeah. only, even still, he only had four assists. So usually, you know, this is a guy who's been averaging triple doubles for the last 35 million years, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. know, and he didn't, he didn't, you couldn't even get in the, in the double digit point column. You know, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think he's going to it's going to take some time for him to mesh. But again, this is not his team. This is Anthony Davis's team. Yeah, there, it needs to go through Anthony Davis because if Anthony Davis plays like the player he he can be, he's a top five player in this league, and they can they can certainly succeed. You know, but uh, on the other side, what what the Warriors as I wanted to talk yeah. about, uh, Seth yeah. Curry ended up having a triple double, but he didn't even shoot the ball well. He shot five of twenty one, and they still came out with the victory. But you know, it's it, so it. I would say look, but look at the bench though. It's all about the bench. This is, this is, we're going to keep going back to this. Like mm-hmm. when the stars are not out there, are you guys making it competitive? And a hundred percent they are. Iguodala is keeping it competitive. Oscar mm-hmm. Porter Jr. is keeping it competitive. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like these guys are able to make things happen uh, with, and, and that helps them so much knowing that they've got a guy like Clay Thompson coming back from injury who probably isn't going to be paying any kind of max minutes even when he starts. He, apparently he right. hasn't started playing five on five yet. Right. You know, if you can give Steph Curry a rest, great. He's still going to come out and give you, he, there's some nights he's going to come out and give you 40, 50 mm-hmm. to know that he does that. And then you can give him a rest through the third quarter. And we're still going to keep our lead of 15 points when he comes back in the fourth. Right. It's huge. It's definitely huge. It's definitely huge. But obviously we have a long season to go. It's just, it's just opening night, you know, but some people are saying, you know, could this be a concern for the, for the Lakers more, more so than anything, you know, with the whole Westbrook situation, is he going to fit in with this team? I don't, I guess it's one game. I'm not going to judge him on one game. Like I said, it's going to take some time to get together. I say after like 20 or 30, excuse me, 30 games, if you don't have it together, then there's room for concern for sure. Man, I mean, I think, what did they bring him in here for? Did they bring him in here to play with LeBron and AD, or did they bring him in here to play when LeBron and AD are resting? You know, I think, I think right. that's what yeah. he, fair him point, and it's, you know, I think it's supposed to be him and Carmelo holding it down when the rest of the guys are on break and they're chilling, you know, so that they can get through a very long season because LeBron is old. He's not going to play a ton of games. He's not going to play a ton of minutes. 
Uh, Anthony Davis is the engine, but you cannot overrun the engine like you did last year and then have him get injured and then not have him available and then, you know, get embarrassed in a, in a closeout game. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if, if for me, it's when you guys run your game and your squad in game, I expect to see what you practiced leading up to that game. And to me, it didn't look like they practiced giving, uh, giving con- a, 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 a formula for Westbrook to be successful, but not have to be OKC, not have to be Houston, not have to be Washington, right? Come in and be solid. And he's not ready to just do that. Like yeah. you, you can't take time to get into it because you're touching the ball a ton of time. You got to be ready to go ASAP. Yeah, it's it, it's going to take some time, I think. But yeah, I, I, I still understand your point. You're saying he should be ready to go ASAP, but we'll see how it plays out. Like I said, it's just game one. We'll see what happens you know, as the season goes along. And the last bit of NBA news I wanted to talk about, I know we've mentioned this before, the situation in Philadelphia, Ben Simmons, it's not getting any better. He was actually sent home from practice yesterday by Doc Rivers um, for conduct detrimental to the team. Basically, basically, the way it was because Rivers was trying to get him to go in for a drill. He refused to go in. Doc said, told him to basically go home. This is not a good situation at all. Um, Joel Embiid basically made a comment. They wouldn't even say his name in the interview after after practice, saying this 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 man, you know, we're not we're here to babysit him. You know, we're just trying trying to win. But at the end of the day, our job is not to babysit anybody. This is a team who had at one point high hopes for a championship, had championship aspirations. Now it's looking like, man, can they even you know become a top seed in the playoffs, you know, or even or even make the playoffs because. About Ben Simmons, it's obviously going to be different with Justin Bede there, but it's already been noted. He doesn't, Simmons, he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to play for Doc Rivers. He doesn't want to play with Joel Embiid. So I almost put a little bit of blame on the 76ers organization as well, too, for letting it get to this point. To me, you look for an immediate trade of Ben Simmons immediately. Uh Granted, I'm not saying you trade him for nothing. But you look for an immediate trade for Ben Simmons. Would you agree? Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I mean, I to me, the entire blame is on them. If we go back, the impetus for all of this is him playing poorly. We're no shit. We're no strangers to him playing poorly. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons does that. He plays poorly. He plays poorly in big spots. So mm-hmm. Ben Simmons kept it consistent. He played poorly. The city of Philly was done with him. You've seen it on social media after that game. The players he plays with were saying stuff to the media about him. You know the team is done with him. The Mm. head coach is saying stuff about what his future might be. You know he's done with him. Why did the front office allow this man to walk back in the door as a member of this team? You had already burned the bridge. We were all there that night that you guys got into a fight in front of everybody. The relationship is over. That was not some stuff that y'all can just bounce back from. You guys are toxic together. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows that it. it's over. This is the same thing that Scott Pioli, the GM uh, or player personnel professional uh, uh, lead for uh, the Houston Texans, messed up the same thing with Deshaun Watson. He doesn't need to walk in the door. Do not allow him to walk in the door first day of, of a of our practices. This is going to be a problem. It's going to be an eyesore. It's going to be a distraction. And look what happened. I completely agree with you, Sherman, but I I disagree. I think 100% of the blame is on the front office because we are, Ben Simmons is doing what Ben Simmons, he took a couple of, you know, 
a couple workouts with Rajon Rondo during the summertime, but we know he wasn't going to come back and be a, a competitive player. Yeah, and this is and this is remember remember too, Doc Rivers and Joe they flew out to Ben Simmons' home wherever he was, telling him to come back, and he still said no to their face. And yet yeah. Daryl Morey, the the GM of the, of the executive with the 76ers, who was formerly with Houston, so he has experience, he knows what he wants to do, still didn't pull the trigger on this, you know. But it's because I think because they had a chance to get Kyrie Irving back then, yeah. but he didn't want Kyrie Irving, you know. I mean, that's when the guy, now Kyrie went to, went, to, uh, went to Brooklyn. But now you're dealing with a similar situation in Philadelphia. What are you doing? Because I think Daryl Morey wants a certain type of player. And he feels that he can't simply get that. But you know what? You'd rather, what, do you, what would you rather do? Pay him to sit at home or just let the turmoil build up in the, within the organization or trade him? You know what I mean? That's what you got to decide. It's either trade him, trade him or pay him to sit at home. Make isn't, up this, his, isn't this what happened? Sorry to cut you. This is what happened with Brandon Graham and Brandon Ingram. What is his probably. name? I can't. I can't remember his name. Uh, he played for the the Lakers. Yeah, went yeah, on like a sign and trade mm-hmm. deal and ended up with uh, the Wiz. The no, not was it the Pelicans or? And then he went to the Warriors. I think he was on the Pelicans after after Clay Thompson got injured. Okay, you remember that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There, there are situations where if we got to get rid of a guy, we got to get rid of a guy. It is what it is. Get the value. It's a it's a great piece. Now listen, maybe there's no trade value, right? Now maybe that's another thing. Maybe you couldn't find like even the medium minimum value because of how bad that man looked on television. Well, I think they were asking for too much for Simmons at one point too. I mean, I see that plays into it, right? Like I, I say I want you know two firsts. Somebody says he's trash. I'll give you one first and a second, you know. And then they're like, no, I want two first. That's when you're done. Right. I don't know what it's taking to get Deshaun Watson. The same situation is going on. I think they want like four first round picks. They're trying to get a quarterback from Washington. (laughs) You know, it's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen. You need to make whatever happened. I don't know when it started, but all of these sports think that you have to fleece someone in order to make a deal happen. No, that's not. We need to. You need to think about the longevity of your organization. You think about the long. you, You were talking about Philadelphia. You're talking about a city that got into a fight with like, I can't, was it Carl Anthony Towns? I can't even remember who it was. The mm-hmm. dude was a fan of the Washington football team and had one of their jerseys on, but he played basketball for like the 76ers and then got his butt whooped at a game. I can't remember mm-hmm. who it was. I gotta talk, I gotta talk about it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that's a major market that is going to screw you if you mess this up and you're messing right. it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just going to get worse. They need to look to trade Simmons immediately. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what you're going to get. I mean, I think you, I think you can at least get two first round picks or a first and maybe two seconds, you know, but this is just, this, this situation is going to get worse. And like, so he's been suspended for the season opener after being kicked out of practice. This is a guy who was practicing in sweatpants with a cell phone in his pocket. Like, like, Hey, yo, let me do it for the snap. Let me get the snap. Yo, do it again. Like, who does Hold on, I messed it up. Do it again. Right. He is not about the team right now. He is not there to play ball. He doesn't want to be there. They need to just move on from Ben Simmons and leave it alone. But remember, even although Ben Simmons is a great basketball player, he can't shoot the rock. I don't think so. But I don't don't think so. But that's that's but give him a jump shot. He's a he's a top tier player in this league. If you give him a jump shot. If he had a jump shot, he would be a top tier. He would have been a game winner. 
he would have been a game changer for them. He'd be mm-hmm. talking about his next contract with them, right. not talking about, okay, well, we're at a, we're at an impasse. Right. He got, but he got to be able to shoot the ball. Let's move it along a little bit. Let's talk about the NFL, of course. Let's do a quick re- week, uh, excuse me, week six recap. First game I wanted to highlight was the Baltimore Ravens dominance over the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a game that you and I both looked at. I believe you picked the Chargers in this one. I picked the Rams. I mean, you see the Ravens in that one. But, man, the Ravens looked good, and the Chargers did not. So my question for you is, Obed, were the Ravens more underrated as a team, or were the Chargers overrated? So I don't think it's a question of either of those. Um, Okay. I I think it is one of those perfect storms. Um, you know, you consider Mike Williams being out for the chargers. So they've been obviously running their offense through him. Uh, he's been lighting it up. Wasn't really there for them. He was in and out of the game, but the chargers currently have the worst run defense in the NFL. So if you match the worst run defense with what is the most running offense in the NFL over the last like two, three years, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be at an impasse, right? Time of possession. The Baltimore Ravens held the ball for 38 minutes out of a 60 minute game. Hmm. Well, you know, and, and look at the people, three individuals scored in this game for the first time ever that the three of them scored in a week since like week 15 of 2017. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray. I don't think we can glean anything from this game other than the Chargers have a terrible run defense and the Ravens run really well, like they always do. You know, I, 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 not to take anything away from the stats that were put out there. Right. But, you know, Lamar Jackson was 19 of 27 for 167 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions in a game where you're questioning whether somebody was, is, is underrated. I highly disagree. I highly disagree. I think that, I think look look how they dominated this game though. I mean, look at the, look on the other side with the Chargers. They're one game. Look at the terrible run defense. So they couldn't get the ball back. They couldn't but, get off the field. But the, char- but the Chargers couldn't run the ball at all themselves. Austin Eckler had six carries for seven yards, dude. Once and this you're is behind, yeah, yeah. The ones the way game theory works. Once you're behind and once you're in a negative game script, you're not running the ball anymore. You know what I mean? Like Austin Eckler, yeah, like they didn't want to run the ball at all. In the, they the could, they couldn't run the ball. Once once you're down by two scores, you don't run the ball anymore. Austin Eckler had four for forty-eight. One of his longest receptions was eighteen yards right? Like you're in full run passing mode. Now it, that, that is evidenced by the fact that Justin Herbert had 39 pass attempts, right? He wasn't successful because it's a very, he played against a very hard defense and they're playing from behind without his number one receiver out there. Mm-hmm. But you know, this well, is, I this think Keenan Allen is still a number one receiver. Not by the numbers. If you look at the numbers, maybe target share, but the mm-hmm. overall through the course of who's scoring, I mean, Mike Williams is out here scoring two touchdowns a game. He played, you know he, but, I mean? but he did play in this game. He only had two catches. The only two catches because he was in and out with a knee injury. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's either knee or back or something. I, like but um, I think we need to start putting some respect on this Baltimore Ravens team. It's one of the top tier teams in this, in, the, in this league, dude. I mean, they're five and one right now, sitting atop the uh, AFC North, which they should easily win. But, you know, Lamar Jackson is like, granted, you mentioned before, he had two interceptions, didn't have his best game, but they're winning games, not just with him, but they're starting to win games because of him, you know, what his, what he can do dynamic. He's because he's so dynamic, what he can do through the, through the air and on the ground too. He's played not three non-playoff teams in his five and one record. Again, I'm, I've watched too many years of very successful football with a team playing first, first place schedules every single year 
I am not going to be easily swayed by games against the Lions, games against the Broncos, right? The, the, if there's anything I can give the Baltimore Ravens credit for is that they probably have like 18 guys on IR and they're still winning games. Battle of attrition, they're winning that one especially with their running back room being decimated like it was to start the year, losing uh, both J.K. Dobbins uh, and um, Gus Edwards. You mm-hmm. know, like it's they've, they've found a way to overcome that, but that's because Lamar Jackson does so much. I just don't know how long it will last before the, the, the wheels fall off. They could definitely lose to the Vikings. I don't know if the Bengals will give them any work, but I'm sure the Bengals will be able to put together a better passing situation you know, with multiple wide receiver ones out there than mm-hmm. what the uh, Chargers did this week. But I still think if these two teams meet again, the Chargers are going to win that game. Okay. All right. We'll see how that yeah. goes. But yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was, it was, I was not expecting this kind of dominant performance by the Bulls rooms over, over this, over this Chargers team for sure. Neither was I, neither was I. Um, another game wanted to talk about Arizona um, coming up with their victory over pretty, pretty convincingly over the Cleveland Brown. This is all be it without head coach Cliff Kingsbury, who was out due to COVID protocols. Um, Arizona basically just looked great from start to finish. Of course, Kyler Murray is in the MVP our running race, of course. He threw another four touchdowns in this game. Um, he's going off this year. And Cleveland, I, I mean, I'll let, I will let you speak about Arizona here, but I actually wanted to talk more about Cleveland as I say it. But Cleveland does not look like the team that we thought they were going to be. And now with Baker Mayfield out for tomorrow night's uh, Thursday night matchup with that shoulder injury, Cleveland is looking really, really rough to me. Um, of course, they lost Kareem Hunt in this game. Nick Chubb is out. So, obviously, that's going to hurt them with the two running backs gone there. But it's 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 a – I feel like it's just going to be downhill from this point on for Cleveland. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you on that one. It's tough uh, that Cleveland lost those individuals in the game. I was actually hoping that this was going to be the opportunity for Baker Mayfield to just come out here and prove that he's worth the money that he wants. Uh, right. Because, you know, when you're missing the 2,000-yard rushers – you know, and Odell Beckham Jr. is ailing. I want to see what you make work. You know, Donald Peoples-Jones, four for 101 and two touchdowns. You know, Demetri Felton was getting some work in. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I they, Baker's out here fighting. I appreciate him, you know, going to practice, being available. Best ability is availability. But yeah, right. Yeah, he, he's fighting and doing what he do what he needs to do to be on the field. I, again, he won't be playing tomorrow night. But you mentioned OBJ. I was going to bring this up later, but I want to actually ask you it now since we're talking about mm-hmm. the Browns team. I'm thinking... Odell Beckham Jr. may not be on this Cleveland team for much longer. He doesn't I think I, don't, I think he gets traded before the season ends. I would agree with you. I think it needs to happen. I think get him get him out there now when the value is still high enough and he's healthy because he's wasting away. I, I, this is why for I have sure. an issue with Baker Mayfield. If Kevin Stefanski, excuse me, last year's coach of the year, mm-hmm. isn't smart enough to make OBJ the focal point of his offense or has a quarterback who isn't, talented enough to utilize obj even though you can utilize guys like Demetric felton anthony schwartz donovan peoples jones Ernst johnson if you can't make odell beckham work he doesn't need to be in there they were running a way better team without odell beckham jr there they need one wide receiver one who can make get open every now and again underneath that is jarvis landry i know what they wanted to do it just did not work he needs to go somewhere where he can be like the number one. I hate to say it would be like, you wow. know, Jacksonville, but no, um, no, you know, yeah. where, you know where he needs to go to green Bay, give him to Aaron Rodgers. 
how does he fit into the offense? Because you have Devontae Adams on one side, OBG on the other. Aaron Rodgers is going off. Heck, the Green Bay Packers may go to the Super Bowl if you put if you you add OBJ to that squad. Aaron Rodgers will Aaron Rodgers will be throwing fifty something touchdowns this for a season. I'm telling you right now. Um, if you, I give, mean, if that, you give him OBJ. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I think I think it would fit for them. God, who's trying to go to? Ugh, Green Bay, dude. And nobody <laughs> going to Green Bay, Wisconsin, man. I'm saying sorry, could... sorry, America. We're getting off track here. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray looked amazing again. I don't know how he's not in the pole position for uh for uh, MVP mm-hmm. when you're out there without your head coach and you find a way to score four touchdowns and only miss four pa- ten passes. You know, yeah. um, great running from James Conner. Uh, amazing to see James Conner healthy and running well, honestly. Mm-hmm. But you know, they were in control of this game, so that positive game script opens up an opportunity for them to just run the ball uh you know they got you know 37 carries total out of the out of the rushing game and he still threw up 229 yards uh aj green is alive and well yeah you know amazing to see that Mm -hmm. hey how about that get out of a shitty situation and you can actually enjoy the game i've been saying i was saying that get him out of cincinnati he can guys stop signing these contracts with these terrible you stayed in Cincinnati, Ohio for more than seven years. My man, are you wilding out, dog? <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, yeah, there's mean, nothing in Cincinnati. Come on. They're looking better now, though, with Joe Burrow. You know, but, you know, but still, yeah, AJ, AJ Green, excuse me, needed to get out of Cincinnati for a long time. But let me ask you this a little bit. Now that Arizona's 6-0, and do you think that they can run the table? I don't. I have a feeling that they're going to slip up. Um, if I had to pick where they were going to slip up, I would think it is going to be against, uh, the Rams, um, at home, obviously they, uh, beat the Rams away. I don't think they're taking both games. Um, I think they're going to split, you know, a lot of these early games, these divisional games, I feel like the game script that these teams ran was knowing that we might take an L we don't want to show our full hand. Let's see them next time and, and handle ourselves better then. Um, you know, the Packers. That's going to be a lucky. tough one. That's going to be a tough one, you know. Um, and the Cowboys, you know, they, by, by the time, you know, January 2nd rolls around mm-hmm. uh, and the Cowboys are playing this game, the Cowboys might have, I don't know. I mean, this, this might be them challenging for the first round by they're going to have to play this game and if the cowboys are coming in one loss maybe three losses that this is going to be a grudge match and i don't know if they could with, with that defense how how is it that uh stefan diggs brother has more touchdowns than him oh my goodness <laughs> stefan diggs brother as a defensive back right. has more catches than some wide receivers and all i see is him floating around picking these things off left and right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it'll be a clash it's, of the titans that's a player of the year for right now for sure uh you know it's funny and that's how quickly you can forget about guys like tj watt because really he just gets to do the special stuff he gets to play the the troy palomalu position right like don't worry we're gonna jam everybody else up open up a lane just go get the quarterback and so he gets to make all the special splash plays, right? Yeah, I think I, we're going to see guys. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say is yeah, but you're right. I can see the Cardinals now. Probably they probably won't run the table. They'll be, they'll be the first team to ever to go 17 and 0. Obviously, with the new season, you know, mm-hmm. extra game this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the Packers in two weeks, um, and they like you mentioned the Rams later down, and then followed by the Cowboys later on, almost second to last game of the year. Yeah, I don't I don't see them going undefeated either. But you know, six and zero. What, probably you get to 7-0 this weekend uh, playing Houston. 
if you somehow get past Green Bay, people will start talking for sure about it. Because then you got the Niners and Panthers after easy game Seahawks after that easy games you should win. Uh, How easy is that Niners game going to be? Because it's a Thursday night game. Mm. Right. Is, they is go, that though? Is that though? No, the, I think the, the Green Bay is a Thursday night game. By the yeah, way. yeah, yeah. They play the Texans, then they turn yeah. around and play Green Bay on a short week. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, right. they're gonna take that L. I think maybe they'll have a bye, maybe not. Um, yeah. and, and then they'll come back and play the Niners. And I feel like in three weeks, I think the Niners could be a lot healthier and be a different looking team. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how we'll see how we'll, we'll see. see how it goes. Yep. Um, speaking of Green Bay, they beat Chicago pretty easily in their matchup winning 24 to 14 Aaron Rodgers you. I still <laughs> own you Aaron Rodgers is that dude you know he says he blacked out he doesn't even remember what he's doing <laughs> which is hilarious, like which is hilarious. Is blacked out yeah but I mean looking at the Packers who are now five and one and on the year are the Packers are the Green Bay Packers a top five team in the NFL I think the Green Bay Packers have been top five team in the NFL for, you know, two out of the last three years, honestly. Uh, they had a slump year two years ago. Last year looked very good. You know, when you got one game out of the out of the Super Bowl, oh, they, right. you know, lost to Tom Brady, obviously the Night King. Um, <laughs> and now I think they're they're back to their winning ways, you know, not really, not really teams on the roster that gave them much trouble, even though that Niners game was a little bit more of a biter than they expected. Um, I just I see them easily handling a lot of it. Like, like you said, they're coming to play the Cardinals. That's going to have an away game at that. It's going to be tough. Playing the Vikings is going to be tough. Playing the Rams is going to be tough. Playing the Ravens is going to be tough, you know, and then having to see what could be a healthy Browns team at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, Green Bay doesn't do well to stop the run. You got 2000 yard rushers there. It's it's it, they are, but I can see this is a four loss, five loss team heading into the playoffs. Which is not a bad place to be at all. Not which a bad place. Which is not a bad place to be. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the other matchup I wanted to look at was the Dallas New England game. I'm sure you want to talk about this with your Patriots. This was a wild one, dude. Um, going down to the wire and even going into overtime. This was a good. I think this was a really good matchup. Dak Prescott went off again, throwing for another for over 400 yards once again in three scores. Let me get your your take on this one as the uh, resident Patriots fan here. This is a great game. This is a great game that showed the beauty of the Patriots offense with a like competent pass catcher, a competent passer. Uh, and and I say that to say that you have to be able to make all the throws. You have to be able to play beer pong. I've said it before. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton couldn't hit water. This man, Mac Jones, is out here wetting it in people's eyes. Now, I'm not going to say that he is the best quarterback out of this draft class, even though he probably is. Um, but I will say that what I saw from them in a game where they didn't want it to turn into this, but they had no choice because it is the Cowboys. It is this Cowboys offense is going to do this to you and force you to play mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Imagine Mac Jones with the Cleveland Browns right now. I bet he could unlock OG OBJ. I bet he could unlock all of the pass catchers there. I think he has the it factor. I think he went to a big school. I think he understands the limelight. I think he understands the the bright lights. Um, I think he's building a very good symbiotic relationship with Josh McDaniels, which served Tom Brady well for many years. Uh, But again, the kid is doing his own homework. Tom Brady always did his own homework. So he knows what to do. He knows where to go with the ball. You know, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think th- I've said this before, and I got this from uh, ESPN's Dan Orlovsky, that Mac Jones is a guy that they will be able to win with him. They're not going to win in spite of him, you know, but they may yeah. not win. They not, may not win because of him. You know, they're going to win with him. He's a win with her. Yeah. This is a yeah. guy that can control the, control the football. Well, he's going to take some time. Like I said, he's, he's still in his first year in the league. You know, yeah, he, say, he, yeah. he had a decent game going, look, only, only um, missed six, six balls. You know, he was fifth, dropping dimes. He has the fourth highest passer rating of a quarterback and he hasn't played a full season as a rookie. This right. kid could be a top 12 quarterback in this league on the ability to make passes alone. Mm-hmm. This, this other stuff that players are doing at the quarterback position is not sustainable. They will pay you three, four times on that arm. If you're going to have, if you're going to miss six passes against one of the most high flying uh, offenses and defenses. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. only reason that they had a pick was because it came off of Kendrick Bourne's hands and he probably wouldn't have gotten that. So right. tell, tell me what people would have thought about Mac Jones if he came out of there without Give that. this kid some time to develop. Give him some more weapons, I think, for sure. You don't, they don't really have a, number, a legit number one receiver out there in New England. So yeah. give this guy some weapons. Give him some time to develop. He will be a guy that the Patriots can win with for a very long time, I think, you're uh, for sure, you know. But, yeah, on the other side, but, but Dallas offensively, one of the most potent offenses in, in this league, like I said before, Dak Prescott, Going crazy once again. CeeDee Lamb had almost 150 yards and two scores. And a game-winning touchdown. And the game-winning touchdown, yeah. Um, is At this point, Obed, to you, is Dallas a legitimate Super Bowl contender right now? Yes. You can take this show on the road and do this anywhere. Now, you're giving up too many points, you know, but yeah, and it's good to know that your defense is helping you score points as well. Um, mm-hmm. But you could take this show on the road against anybody. Who won it? Mm-hmm. Who won it? You know what I mean? At, at the real. end of the day, we're they're scoring – 20 plus or more in all games they're scoring 30 plus or more in uh four out of or excuse me five out of six games and they're scoring 40 or more in two out of those six games mm-hmm. come and get it where whoever want it can come hmm. and get it and it's a problem yeah yeah you're 100 right dude they're putting up numbers yeah. right now and and Dak Prescott is leading the way for sure. I mean, this guy is playing lights out, coming off that horrific leg, leg injury last year. We didn't know what we would expect out of him, you know, if you'd be healthy enough. Now, mm-hmm. there, he looks like he did injure himself. I think he injured his calf or his thigh in this one game. Mm-hmm. So he looked like he could be questionable going in. But they, they have a bye coming up, which is good for them. They got this bye, so it gives him time to rest. But, yeah, this offense is looking real, real lethal. The last matchup I wanted to talk about, of course, I know I was probably going to bring it up, was the Buffalo-Tennessee matchup from Monday Night Football. Tennessee held on to that victory. You know, this one came down to the end, dude, of course. I'm sure you watched the game. My immediate question is, should they have gone for it on fourth and one? Why not kick the field goal late in the game, which I think was, what, 20-something seconds left or whatever it was, tie up the game with the field goal, a chip shot field goal, go to overtime, what's your thoughts on the, on that decision? Cause that, that boils down to the head coach. Now granted he put it in his, in the hands of his pro bowl elite elite QB and Josh Allen, but still it's all ultimately goes down to, it comes down to the coach. Yeah. So, you know, you were like, they held on to the win. I think Tennessee came back in a very strong against a very strong opponent that, you know, if they didn't have Derrick Henry, they weren't making it happen. Um, the bills basically fumbled the game away by not shutting them out. This was a vaunted Bills defense that ran amok last week and has run amok 
across multiple games this year that seem to just disappear against the Titans team that we know is trash. You know, there's the Titans. This is a Titans team that we know with, with AJ Brown running around with doo-doo stains because he had the bubble guts from some bad Chipotle. Are you guys telling me you, you, you can't stop them. But you know, and they, they shut AJ Brown out in the first half. He had all of his catches were in for seven, seven catches, nine ways, but in the second half. That's fine. So then you're telling me that they finished soft. Like I, I already told you that this was not the best team in the NFL based on who they beat because they're they're gonna come out here and do this, give up 23 to Pittsburgh, who we agree is a bad team with mm-hmm. no quarterback, mm-hmm. and then to Tennessee, which is a bad their quarterback threw for zero touchdowns, right? Like you know, I don't, I don't know what, what else you need. You let, you got beat by the running back. Yes. He's the, the biggest thing, but a lot of guys on this very hard hitting high flying Buffalo bills team made executive decisions. We're not going into the hole with him. If you're not going to go into the hole with him, he is going to win. Derek King Henry is going to win and he's going to run. Um, it was a bad play call, you know, this, and, and statistically speaking, no matter what you have to go for it on fourth down because your ability to win trumps anything else that could happen but this is why i agree with some old coaches just get the first down get get the first down you know let's get four if we have to kick a field i'm not saying kick the field goal it probably would have been better to just kick it and just say hey let's let's see what we can do go to overtime right right? force that on them because obviously they can't stop you now you Mm -hmm. couldn't stop them but they can't stop you so hopefully get the ball first right um but no I, i just this is this. I, I just really hope that this would not happen because the Bills look so good in this game. But this is they did. Quali- yeah, this is this is quality of wins, man. Like this is what I mean about quality wins. I don't care that they had that many wins. They're not beating anyone, and they're coming out and doing nonsense like this. And this could this is probably not the only game that they'll lose on their schedule. You know, the Bucks are going to beat them. I don't know when. You know, mm. what's it going? Mm. The Bucks are okay. going to beat them. Tom okay. Brady is coming through because because Tom Brady owns the buffalo bills tom brady is a is a uh a excuse me key stakeholder in orchard park and i was there to watch his last game he didn't even throw a touchdown and he's still left with the w uh he is reloaded with a way better team we'll see what happens when they get together but the bills are going to have to do better than this I, you know i think the colts could give the bills problems because we watched the colts give it to wow. the chiefs they got a pretty soft schedule coming up the dolphins the jaguars the, the, Jets, me, the, yeah. the, the jets you yeah. see you talked about the colts coming your problem they got the saints on thanksgiving there they're gonna win might, that game you know, they should win. win that game and playing the patriots and then that bucks game which we will be at by the way ladies and gentlemen yep, live we'll live on, on on a scene yep live live and in person at that tampa bay game but yeah they they uh, say their their schedule favors this Buffalo Bills team for sure to yeah. so compile some wins this season, but I still think, it, I mean, I don't hate the decision for going for it on fourth and one, but should they have kicked the field goal? Probably so. Even and obviously in talking about it in hindsight, obviously just twenty twenty of course me, but even still, if I'm the coach in that game, I'm probably going to kick the field goal because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. I'm probably going to kick the field because it's an easier decision to kick the field goal but then risking going from fourth and one so yeah, yeah. but here we here we are yeah. but anyway anyway let, let's keep it moving Obed. let's get into our you right you mad segment um first up i say to you Obed, joel burrow will be the comeback player of the year in 2021 
Sherman, you mad. Um, the comeback player of the year for 2021 is none other than uh, Dakota Prescott. Mm. Um, you know, he has and, and, you know, set the scene. This individual goes down injured in the process of negotiating a huge contract for him, which because of the good old boys network is downplaying the ability of an African-American player stating he's not you know, smart enough to play the position. He can't, he doesn't have the numbers. Mind you, this guy was leading the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. We'll double check that, but he was leading the, I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in pass yards. Uh, I think he was last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he went down Mm -hmm. um, and has returned to lead the NFL uh, with 1,800 yards, 16 touchdowns. (sighs) There's no way that they give it to Joe Burrow and I know that they want to, but Dakota Prescott's going to play in the postseason this year. I don't know how deep they're going to go, but they're going to play in the postseason this year. Mm-hmm. And there's no way they cannot give him that award, saying that they, they were saying he wasn't even shit to begin with. So now I'm going to come mm-hmm. back and I'm going to be the shit. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be his award. Well said. All right. That's a very good point. Yeah. The co- Dak Prescott is playing lights out, especially the, the Cowboys go deep in the playoffs. You make a very good point there, Obed. But I think Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is playing at the top of his game. I mean, listen, he's, he's remember he's coming off that ACL tear from a year ago. Um, and he's playing phenomenal this year. He's already has more touchdowns this year through the six, through six games than he did last year playing in 10 games. All without a terrible offensive line. All with all with a terrible offensive line. He's running for his life most of the time. Yeah, but he's he's playing. He is playing phenomenal football this year. You know what I mean? He's completing what over seventy percent of his passes, and right now he's he's at eleventh in passing yard and total yards this year. And in is six, that, is that the Jamar Chase effect? It, it is. You give him a, lead, a receiver like Jamar Chase, and that's what happens. Although he did have AJ Green, but AJ Green wasn't. You know, I, I think AJ Green was just kind of just biding his time and getting out of there. Yeah. But but look what Jamar Chase is as doing. Remember, then they remember they were teammates at LSU. Remember that too. So they know each other. One hundred percent. That 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 helps. It definitely helps. Uh, so Sherman, I I have a question for you. You right? You mad? Neither team in the college football uh, playoffs championship will be undefeated. I like your segue from the NFL over to go over to college football a bit, but I'm going to say you're right. Um, looking at the rankings right now, obviously the top team is still Georgia being undefeated. And you and I were talking off the air a little bit about this. They're probably going to end up getting beat by Alabama in the SEC championship game. And so they're going to get knocked out. You're probably going to have it filled unless Oklahoma runs the table. You don't, you don't, they're going to be the only undefeated team in the college football playoff. If they, well, if they do run the table, they'll be the only undefeated team in the college football playoff. And I don't see them winning at all. So, yeah. So it comes going to come down to uh, winner of the probably Alabama, maybe a winner of the uh, Big Ten, possibly, possibly Ohio State, Michigan. Hopefully it's Penn State, of course. Okay. But, yeah, look, everybody else pretty much has, has one loss right now, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't see a Pac-12 team. I mean, Oregon's they're at, they're at they're sitting at five and one, and not at a, what tenth in the country right now. I yeah. can't really see a Pac-12 team kind of going all the way and going through. Um, Oklahoma, I think, has a very good shot at running the table. Their biggest test is going to come down to the end of the year when they play Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest test. And Oklahoma State, although two is undefeated. But one of them, I think, could slip up. You know, I mean, especially Oklahoma yeah. State. I think Oklahoma State will probably slip up before Oklahoma does. So you'll have it. You may have an undefeated team in the playoff, but in the championship, no, you're right, Obed. There won't be an undefeated team this year winning at all. Yeah, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. I mean, maybe that's the more parity of college football now. But 
you know, maybe it's the truly we we're talking about, maybe it's the transfer portal. Uh, you don't, you're not, you don't have the luxury of having a guy sit behind somebody for two years to get one year shot. Mm-hmm. You know, he can go be a starter somewhere else. So, right, 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 yeah. right. All right. Well, let's get into the week seven of picks for the NFL bed. Uh, first up, we've got Denver at Cleveland. Like I mentioned before, Baker Mayfield will not be playing in this game. Case Keenum will get a start for the Browns. Uh, I'm going to have to go Denver um, without, we, we talked about it before, no Kareem Hunt. No Nick Chubb. Um, Jarvis Landry probably not going to be coming back. Odell is being is bothered by an injury himself, too. They're hurting all around. I'm going to go Denver. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to take much for Denver to come up with this win. And if they need to, it, it's up to Cleveland. Can Cleveland push the envelope against Denver? I highly doubt it. Yep. Washington at Green Bay. Green Bay all the way. Aaron Rodgers out here just owning teams. <laughs> you, oh you know, he's he's cooking all every, every week. Packers all the way. Yeah, go Pack go. Kansas City at Tennessee. Tennessee, we talked about them coming off that big W off of Monday Night Football, but uh, Kansas City is definitely going to needs to get needs to get back on track quick, fast, and in a hurry. I'm going to go Chiefs. Yeah, it's the Chiefs. Just because the Bills flipped and fumbled the bag doesn't mean that Tennessee is going to come out here and give numbers to Kansas City. It's going to be the Chiefs. Atlanta at Miami, kind of a snoozer game here. Sorry, Falcons and Dolphins fans, but I'm going to go Miami. Um, Two attack of Leo is back in the lineup. Uh, I don't think Atlanta just has enough. They, I mean, I like that Kyle Pister finally getting him the rock. Calvin Ridley, I don't think is an elite number one receiver, um, but I'm going, to, I'm going to say Miami just because they, they, got, they have a better defense than Atlanta. Yeah, I, I'm going Atlanta just because they're coming off the bye. And what's hilarious to me is that Atlanta is the kind of team to come off of a bye and lose. Um, <laughs> but I, I just feel like, you know, they they finally committed to Kyle. To, to This is what's happening in NFL right now. Teams refuse to play the plays because they think they're saving it for later or whatever, what have you. They showed us that they can run Kyle Pitts all of the Kyle Pitts plays that they know work and Kyle Pitts can run the plays and be successful. So they just need to run the Kyle Pitts plays while Calvin Ridley's on the other side of the field. And I mm. think they'll be successful. It's after the bye. This team is not going to the playoffs. You're not hiding anything. Just right. run the plays. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, next matchup is the a- uh, matchup between AFC East team, the Jets at the Patriots. Patriots should get another victory here. Uh, pretty. The Jets are just a horrible, horrible team. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny? I think that the Jets are a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I wonder how much better Trevor Lawrence's career would be right now if he could throw to the kind of guys in New York versus the guys he has in Jacksonville and have a good defense behind him with a smart coach. I think the coach of the, the Jets is way smarter than the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but mm. um, this is going to be a New England game. There's no way Zach Wilson leaves without throwing three or four picks. Yeah, he's probably – could he – oh, really quick before we move on, do you think Zach Wilson can make the rookie record of throwing the most interceptions, which is he- currently held by Peyton Manning? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a good thing then because he broke Peyton Manning's record? <laughs> I don't think that's the record Zach Wilson wants to break. Hey, it turned out okay for Peyton. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Carolina at the New York football Giants. I'm going to go Carolina this one. Giants are just decimated by injuries. Saquon's thing is still out. Kenny Galladay, not sure if he's playing either. Uh, I'm going to go Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it's Carolina. Uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, we talked about these two teams earlier in the show. Baltimore, I think he's going to continue to show out and, um, and show up. I'm going to go Ravens. I wonder if this is going to be – as embarrassing as like the last few times that they play 
And I have a feeling that this is going to be a different game. Baltimore is going to win. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling that Cincinnati is going to be like, you guys aren't who you think you are. <laughs> okay. We'll see how that goes. Philadelphia at Las Vegas. Las Vegas came up with a, a pretty uh, convincing victory last week. Um, I wasn't really expecting that over Denver, but uh, I'm going to go Philly here in this one. Obed. I mean, I think, Las Vegas does have a better team, especially from the quarterback position, position excuse me, from the, they have a better uh, one there. But I'm going to go Philly for some reason. I don't know why. I just think that this is a game that Las Vegas should win, but this is, I mean, this is a game that they won't win. Uh, so I'm going to say Philly. Yeah, I'm going Vegas. Um, you know, Philly just refuses to run the ball, and I think they want to try to commit to doing that. I don't know how successful they'll be doing that against Las Vegas, but, you know, uh, the 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 Las Vegas defense can be can be penetrated. They can be gotten. Um, you know, I I like Las Vegas. You know, I don't I don't really want to go for Philly because I just I'm gonna I'm gonna go Vegas. I'm gonna go Vegas. That's fine. Okay. All right. Detroit at the Los Angeles Rams. I think that's an easy one here. We're both <laughs> golf going Rams. Detroit. Detroit is just awful. Winless. Only winless team so far. Rams. You know, Sean McVay circled this game on his schedule as soon as he traded Jared Goff. This is the Sean McVay revenge game. He Mm -hmm. is going to make Jared Goff look so bad. I mean, so bad for all of them games. All he needed him to do was make a play. Mm -hmm. And I think Sean McVay came out and saying that he could have handled that trade situation a little bit better. I think he feels a little bit bad of how it went down trading uh, Goff or Stafford. But yeah. Uh, Goff gets to go back home to LA where he started and took a team to a Super Bowl not not that not too long ago, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Rams easy one here. Uh, Houston at Arizona, another easy one here. Houston's just a terrible, terrible team. Arizona will remain undefeated. Yep, I gotta agree with you on that one. I mean, let's be honest here. This is the Houston Texas drama. I don't know if the if Tyrod will be back. I hope to see him healthy again. But Arizona's gonna win this one easy. Yep, uh, Chicago at Tampa Bay. Gonna go Bucks here in this one. Uh, Chicago, just too um, inconsistent offensively, especially with Justin Fields, rookie QB, doesn't really know the game as of yet. Um, I quite frankly, I don't even think he should be starting right now. I think it should either be Andy Dalton or Nick Foles have that veteran leadership, let Justin Fields learn from one of those two, or if both of them even. Uh, but Tampa Bay in this one. I think 100% have to agree with you. I was actually just trying to find, uh, you know. A, tweet that i saw recently um that talked about what the actual numbers for uh uh, alan robinson were he's like the number 55 wide receiver right now and there's no reason for any of that you know for as good as he is they're Mm -hmm. just matt Nagy needs to get fired before they ruin what they have in justin fields quite frankly i was surprised he resigned yeah I thought he would have gone to somewhere like Baltimore or something like that in the offseason. I was quite surprised that he resigned given the uncertainty of the quarterback situation there. He could have went, he could have went to the chiefs. I'm sure taking less money played second fiddle there and just been balling out. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I thought maybe he he felt like they were going to do something that worked in his favor. And he did, they did sign Andy Dalton. He just knew that like, that's the best quarterback and he's going to feed me the rock all the time, but Mm -hmm. you know, all right. Yeah. Indianapolis at San Francisco is the Sunday night matchup. Um, 
I was going to say San Francisco, but I think I think I'm going to switch it up and go with your pick of the the Indianapolis Colts because San Francisco is just plagued by injuries, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, is Jimmy G playing? Is the trade is he's coming off a calf injury? I don't know. Um, For me, it's more so that Indianapolis is putting it together and looks good. Jimmy G is not a threat. Jimmy G is is is, you know, I think if they call the right plays, I don't even know if they're going to use Brandon Ayuk anymore. You know, this is this should be a game coming off of a buy like I would switch my picks in uh what's it called the Atlanta game and the the Indianapolis game because Atlanta's the kind of team that could lose off of a buy mm-hmm. San Francisco's the time it's kind of team that should win off of a buy mm-hmm. you know with the running back situation there too uh, man this is a this is going to be a rough one but yeah I think you're right I think I'll, I think I'm gonna go Indianapolis yeah, I'm gonna switch my pick from San Francisco to Indianapolis here in this one all bad okay. um and then the last match was Monday Night Football of course uh New Orleans at Seattle Seattle unfortunately doesn't have Russell Wilson he's gonna be out he's on IR for another few weeks with that hand injury I have to go Saints here in this one Seattle does not look the same without uh Russell Wilson with Geno Smith nonetheless starting at quarterback yeah, there's a couple couple matchups that would have to happen for me to pick Seattle. This is not one of them, even though this is a winnable one for them because New Orleans is just not good. But again, this is a team off of a bye. This team should be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll see how it goes, Obed. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Obed, any last words for the people before we head out this week? It's getting colder out there. Make sure you start winterizing your homes. Uh, make sure you start breaking out all the fleeces, all the long sleeves, all the sweaters, sweatshirts. You know, it's, it's that season of uh, <laughs> it being cold out, so we got to get ready. It's about to be cuffing season, folks. If you don't got that someone, you better get them now, man. It's going to be staying cold nights. Yep, yes, sir. Uh, well, folks, appreciate you tuning in once again. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. For Obed, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.